Welcome to the Asian Fit. You are listening to a podcast about Asian culture in Sweden. I'm your host, Sukin. And I'm your host, Emma. So, who are we and why are we two Swedes speaking English in a podcast about Asian culture in Sweden? Well, this isn't just for the Asians who speak Swedish or for the ones who grew up in Sweden, but for the Asians who have immigrated here, who might be thinking of moving here, and for the ones who are just curious. And why are we called the Asian Fit? The term comes from the eyewear industry, where certain frames are called an Asian fit when they are made to fit wider faces. This raises the question, is there an Asian fit, and if so, what fits into that? Just like in the last episode, we still have some sound issues, so keep that in mind if you get mad at the poor quality. It mostly echoes, so it might just be our past reminding us of its presence. Maybe. I don't know. Okay, back to it. In this episode, we will cover celebrations, both in how we celebrate Swedish Christmas, but also the Lunar New Year, which leads us into some superstitions connected to parts of the Chinese culture. We're going to start a little bit with, uh, with talking about how Christmas works in Sweden, specifically. Um, Christmas is a pretty big deal in Scandinavia, I would say. And uh, it's like the biggest holiday of the year yes one of the biggest because hol- i can only think of it's only me who is yeah. one of the bigger deals but i would say that christmas is overall uh, um m- most people celebrate it yeah and it's the only thing to look forward when uh, to uh, when it's like dark and cold outside and depressing and depressing <laughs> all the horrible things all the horrible things so how do we celebrate it then here in sweden it's a bit different between the scandinavian countries i've come to like understand when talking mm-hmm. to norwegian people and danes um but what's similar between all the scandinavian countries is that we celebrate on christmas eve and not christmas day So how personally, like in my family, we meet up for a Christmas lunch, kind of, um, that starts at 1 p.m. Mm-hmm. And we eat until at least three, um, where we all stop and watch Kale Anka, mm-hmm. which is Donald Duck, <laughs> which is like this weird tradition we have here, <laughs> that you have to watch Donald Duck on Christmas at 3 p.m. specifically. And they've done this since the 1960s, like every single year you yeah. watch Donald Duck, which is really weird. Um, but also fun. It's like it's it's our like one main Christmas tradition apart from the food. Um, but yeah, so in our like, I think the food is the most important bit. Um, the main like the main thing on the table is the Christmas ham. And then you have some pickled herrings. That's very Swedish or Scandinavian <laughs> as well. You have some smoked salmon. You have this like potato gratin with anchovies in that we call Jansson's frastelse. Like the temptation of Jansson. <laughs> yeah, it sounds disgusting when you say it like that. <laughs> I love it. Super, yeah, yeah, yes. But w- when you call it like the temptation yeah, the of Jansson, it sounds super horny. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it sounds explicit in a bad yeah, way. Yeah, it's uh, the temptation of fish. <laughs> the fish temptation. Um, but then you'd have like, um, we have this kind of uh, stew with meatballs and little... Um, small cocktail sausages or like prince sausages as we call them prince korvar um, and then you have like boiled red kale or a red kale salad maybe it's not red kale rabbit salad whatever that translates to beetroot. beetroot yeah beetroot salad and yeah it's quite fishy and quite meaty mm. um, and maybe you have like one salad 
like yeah. a green kale salad. <laughs> That's yeah, it. It's more for show. Yeah, yeah. nobody <laughs> eats that. <laughs> it's so it's so you have like a little bit less of a bad conscience um, yeah. afterwards. Well, I think we have one thing that I've noticed is specifically Swedish since I moved abroad, <laughs> which is the Aladdin or Paradisask. Um, and I know in our family anyways, you it's like a chocolate box that has tiny pralines in it. And it has two layers of pralines. And there's always one white praline in the middle. And there's only one of this. And in our family, it's like, you can only take one and then you have to pass it in a circle to the next family member. So you can't like just grab a bunch of them and eat them. But it's like, you know, you have your turn. And it's the same with Christmas presents. I know different families do it differently. Mm -hmm. But for us, it's like you get your presents Mm -hmm. and then you have to like wait nicely to open only one gift and then wait everybody else's turn until it gets back to you. And everybody's fucking looking at you and looking at how you're going to react to their present. And you're sitting there, like, unwrapping, feeling very watched, and then trying to be like, ah, yes, I love this thing. <laughs> Thank you but, very much. But how else would you open gifts as a grown-up, I mean? I think you just all open at the same time. Like, everybody has their pile of gifts, so you just, like, why do you have to wait your turn? I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, okay, because I'm just thinking that, because in my family, we're not that many people it's yeah. just me my parents and my sister yeah. uh, usually uh, and then it, it, it might be some type of like you know a, a boyfriend maybe and now she has a baby mm-hmm. as well but um so we don't give each other that many gifts so it, it doesn't it's not like a heap of gifts yeah so it never gets to the point where it's uh, i i just want to like um ravish all of the gifts um but i also think that isn't that the point of gift giving to see how the other person reacts i think so but i don't know at one point it felt because there's a lot of small kids or like younger kids in our family like i have two younger cousins and then i have two younger half siblings that are like really small so there's a lot of gifts and we've even said like let's stop giving gifts between the grown-ups because this is getting out of hand like Um, and it's still kind of out of hand because now everybody just concentrates on giving the kids gifts and they have like 10, 15 gifts or something oh, like that. Okay, okay. So, but I know other friends who like, maybe they stopped giving gifts because of let's let's not support the consumerism society or something like that. But they, in the end, they did like, it's fun to give something. So yeah. they do like gift, um, what do you call it? Julklappsleak. Yeah. So like, um, how, how do you explain a that? Gift game, basically. Yeah. You bring a gift and then you play a game where you exchange gifts and then everybody, but you don't know who you're giving to and you don't know who's going to receive it. Yeah. And then you kind of like steal presents from each other until like five minutes pass and then time stops and like everybody has one gift. So if somebody ends up without a gift, you give them a gift in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you kind of unwrap it and it could be whatever in it. Yeah. That sounds fun. I've never tried that, but that sounds like a fun I've way to do it. I've never tried that either, but I guess it depends on like how many people you are. Yeah. And um, I guess uh, who the other people... Because I, I guess it depends on who is giving gifts as well. Because what if you get like a super shitty present? Because <laughs> I mean, you can always take somebody else's present, but someone is going to get a shitty present. <laughs> you know, so it's like some people will put a lot of 
thought in behind their gifts, yeah, and some, some people would be like just pass by Presbyron and buy like yeah. a box of candy. I think that's fine though. Like yeah, I it, think it is par- like but you know gifts you can eat are always a safe bet. Yeah, they are, they are a safe bet unless they have some type of allergies. Yeah, that's true. That, exactly. So make sure nobody in your family is like super deathly allergic to peanuts before <laughs> yeah. you buy the Snickers bar exactly. for Christmas. So don't do that. Um, yeah, but that's like kind of how I celebrate. I know it's different for different families um, in Sweden. Uh, but what about you? Um, so, I, well, my family, because my sister and her baby and like uh, their, their side, um, they went to my sister's boyfriend's family, who is from Hedemora in Dalarna. And they have a bigger celebration because it's a bigger deal for sweets yeah. than it is for us. Yeah. Um, so uh, they took the baby, went there and had like a real Christmas Eve, you know, with a Santa and all of that. And and a lot of gifts. Uh, while me and my parents, we were like, yeah, what are we going to do? And then uh, so we washed clothes. <laughs> and uh, and then I slept through Kallus, actually. Yeah. yeah. Because I, I was a bit tired. And to be honest, it's the same stuff. Every, every year. year. Yeah. Except for some years when they want to throw in something new. Yeah. If they have like a new movie coming out, then they throw it in in the end of it. So it's like... Um, it's like a combination of all of their movies. Yeah, yeah. It's the weird thing is like a lot of them doesn't even have anything to do with Christmas. There's like nothing to do with one Christmas. is like a really old road trip where they they like they're it's like Goofy, it's Donald <laughs> Duck, and it's uh, Mickey Mouse, and they're in a trailer and they're like going up and down a mountain mm-hmm. and they have like this cool house like um, convertible whatever like. Yeah. Um, Another one takes place in the jungle. There's like it's like it's uh, set up like Christmas cards where you have some oh, yeah. things that are like Christmas related. There's one with mm. Chip and Dale where they're in a tree that gets chopped down and brought into Mickey Mouse's house and then there's yeah. this like fight between Pluto and them. Mm. But a lot of them has like nothing to do with Christmas. That's the weird thing. It's yeah. like this is completely irrelevant but still it's become a huge tradition here. Yeah. Um but I mean, I guess enough about like Scandinavian holidays. Yeah, but also, wait, I have a question. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, about the way you celebrate Christmas. Because do you do that with your Swedish family or yeah. with your, only with your Swedish yeah, family? Yeah. What do your, your, like, what does your mom do? Um, so she kind of takes it easy like she doesn't like you say um, she's Chinese Chinese don't like Chinese people don't really celebrate it Mm -hmm. a lot Um, so yeah I think it's like any other day for her Mm -hmm. she's like cool maybe I'll I'll eat something tasty but it's like it's not a big deal and like some years we've spent it with her and because it's not a big deal she's like well go to your dad's side of the Mm -hmm. family like, because I won't mind if you're not here, kind of. Yeah. But then there's been, like, some years where me and my brother are like, no, 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 we want to spend it with you. And then she loves Yulbut, which is, oh, like, yes. Christmas food, Christmas, like, smorgasbord, basically. Yeah. Um, so then we would cook, like, a ham, and we'd cook the classic, like, yeah. traditional Swedish food. And she's like, yeah, it's super tasty, but... I don't want to cook a ham myself and like it's too much food if I would cook all of this for myself. Yeah, that, that is the thing because we never cook julbord ourselves. 
Yeah. Uh, because it makes no sense for us to yeah. uh, and with all the work that goes into it we might as well cook our chinese yeah stuff. yeah or um, just go somewhere like she's always going on yeah. about like can't we go to ikea and have their <laughs> and i'm like <laughs> can we not so cheap <laughs> so asian <laughs> like i understand her 100 because my parents are exactly the same uh because so what is your favorite dish in the swedish it's the like a meatball and like a tiny cocktail sausage casserole mm-hmm. that my grandma makes okay like it has this like really nice sauce kind of but like wh- a why is it in a casserole it's because it's like she fries them up together yeah. like the meatballs and the little sausage yeah. and then she pours in creme fraiche and then she oh, pours okay. in like um a beef uh, bouillon into mm-hmm. it and then some herbs so okay. it becomes kind of the saucy so it's not like a stew stew but it's like meatballs and sausages in in sauce and that sauce is like super delicious and then it's like i think it's the combination of that it's like really i love i love to put sauce on all my food it's like if there's no sauce it's too dry and i always want sauce or a dressing or a dip okay so i think that's like my favorite but now recently when i was a kid i hated like pickled herring Mm -hmm. and i hated salmon but now i'm like yeah give it to me (laughs) so Okay. Yeah. What about you? Like when you go and have your boot, what is like your favorite dish there? I mean, it, it sounds boring to say the combination, but it, it you kind of need the combination because otherwise, if you only eat the herring, it's yeah. gonna be too salty, or if you only have the salmon, it's gonna be too salty. Uh, but I, I, it's like the plate filled with, with all, all of, of the it. things. Yeah. yeah. So it's like you know the yonsons and the meatballs and the herring yeah. and the salmon. But if I were to choose one thing, I guess it would be the salmon. Yeah, I think. That's really good. And I mean herring is nice, but I I get tired of it very quickly. I can like eat one or two pieces yeah. and then I'm like, no. Oh. And yeah. I have to eat the ones that taste least like herring, like the one in oh. mustard sauce. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you eat the one that's just like herring, herring, mm-hmm. I'm like, nah, this is too much herring. <laughs> I don't I want this much herring. <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah, I think it's, and also it depends on, because in in Christmas you don't eat the herring the way you do during midsummer. Yeah. Because during midsummer you have the gredfil and... Um, yeah, and like a hard bread Like sandwich. sour cream and yeah. then... Uh, uh, call like grasslock oh chives yeah and chives yeah. you have them together but during um uh, christmas you don't mm. so i think something is lacking always but i love mustard uh, and i want it to be like uh, yeah that's the best one yeah it is i think what's that called it's like the sweeter mustard that has like the like the grains still in it so it would be yeah. like you can buy it i thought i couldn't buy it in the uk i was like oh i have to bring it from sweden <laughs> but obviously they had it they had yeah. it at like sainsbury's which yeah. is like our Ica. Mm-hmm. and i was like okay cool i can find it here i don't have to like go back to sweden uh, and import yeah. mustard yeah, which is ridiculous it, is, it makes a big difference and i actually i think that most things that you can have ketchup with you can have mustard yeah of course because mustard is fucking life because most of the time uh i think the ketchup is mostly just sweet while yeah. mustard has more nuances to yeah. the flavor so. <laughs> i like these like deep thoughts about mustard but it's like like uh, these holidays are about food and i would say like if we now move on to the chinese holiday it's also so much about food so lunar new year is coming up in on 1st of february this year 
and like that holiday is all about food it's only about food it feels like yeah. and, and sometimes about money yeah and so on. <laughs> we have realized that we have even though we have a lot of similarities in the way we celebrate things there are also a few uh stuff that isn't so similar yeah. uh, between how we celebrate so for those of you who aren't uh, so familiar with uh, Lunar New Year so it's based on the moon so you count it on how the moon moves and it's been a practice for like thousands of years in yeah. the, in, in Asia and uh, what happens is usually so at the 31st so the day before the new year um, we usually have something called Tunlin Fan which is to end um the year and you meet with your family and you eat food um i don't know if there is any special uh, dishes that you eat on that day well as far as i know and i just want to mention like the lunar new year moves date yes. every year yes. because it's like i think it's 13 months so it's based on the lunar calendar yes which is not an even amount of days so I think last year it was on the 14th of February or yes. something like that. And this year it moved to the 1st of February. Um, and second, about the food, from what I know, mm. um, or what my mom has taught me, is that um, you want to cook a lot of dishes. Mm. And they always have to be an even number because otherwise it's unlucky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we don't do it so much anymore but this year I'm gonna try and do it with my mom but in previous years when I was smaller we would always do eight dishes okay yes and it always have to have a soup Mm -hmm. and they all have to be like different kinds of meat and different types of dishes you want a vegetarian one you want a fish dish you want a like pork a chicken a beef um and a soup and then rice doesn't count and you want dumplings yeah um so I think does that was that eight? It's around oh, eight. I didn't yeah, count. Something like that. <laughs> so it's like you cook a lot. Yeah. Um, and then like one of my personal preferences is um, the years when we haven't cooked eight dishes, we cook like 300 dumplings. <laughs> and I think a big part, as I've understood and what I appreciate with Chinese lo- like Lunar New Year, mm-hmm. is that you sit and cook most of the day together Mm. and you sit around making dumplings together and you chat for like four to six hours, however long it takes to Mm. make like a thousand dumplings. Um, And then you eat in the evening, which I feel is a bit different. Like with the like Scandinavian celebrations, you kind of arrive and the food is ready and then you sit down and eat together. But there's something, yeah, for me, it's like way more of like you're doing this activity of cooking together. Mm. Um, And I've always like really liked that. Yeah, because I feel like it was probably the same thought behind it in the in the Western ways of celebrating. It's just that we've lost our roots in that sense. Like, I don't know how to pickle herring. I don't even know how to <laughs> pick the bones out of herring. I don't know that. Uh, but, but I think it's also a, a way of, I mean, you can buy a lot of these things, but they're not so ready-made, especially not in Sweden, yeah. for example. Like, of course, you can buy dumplings, but they're not going to be as good as no, the ones you make never at home. Never as tasty never as the ones you make at home. They're going to be bland land they're yeah. gonna be like oh this is vegetarian dumplings and you're gonna be like okay so you just put like leaves inside yeah <laughs> you know like they, they have no flavor because fat yeah. carries flavor yeah. and i'm not dissing like vegetarianism it's not about that it's just that fat carries flavor <laughs> and you need the fat from stuff 
yeah. for, for the dumplings to taste the way that I'm used to, yeah. at least. I think a part of why they taste better is also because you literally worked a full working yes. day, like slaving away at making these dumplings. Yeah. And then finally, you get to like reap the fruit of your hard work. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. When you and I talked about our names, yeah, um, we went into the thought behind everything. And uh, the same is with uh, the fish dish, for example. Yeah. Uh, when you, uh, during, like, uh, during the New Year's, you usually say, like, um, happy sayings to each other, mm. to greet each other mm. during the New Year's. And one of them is Lin Lin Yao Yu, which means I hope that every year uh, gives you joy, kind of, or mm. uh, prosperity. Mm. And you is it sounds the same as fish. Yeah, that's a thing worth mentioning. Like, <laughs> so first of all, another like a caveat is that so my family is from mainland China and Sukings are from Hong, Hong Kong. Kong. Yeah. So there are some differences in how we celebrate because the country's fucking huge yeah. and traditions vary. And yeah. it seems like they vary quite a bit between like Hong Kong and mainland China, actually. But and also your family is from like the northern part. You're, you're from Beijing yeah. as well. So it's also not uh, oh, just across the border. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like far, far away off. across the whole <laughs> entire country. Yeah, But like a thing that's interesting is like a lot of the kind of traditions and things you do around Lunar New Year has a lot to do with like similar sounding words yes which is really funny (laughs) so like one of the main things like if you see like Chinese if you have Chinese neighbors or something like that maybe you'll see this like these golden letters that are stuck to the windows Mm -hmm. and maybe it won't make sense to you but actually they're upside down Mm -hmm. So it's the character for Fu, which mm-hmm. means like uh, luck mm-hmm. or and like in Cantonese, that is Fu. And that is usually what you see on a lot of um, Chinese restaurants. Yeah. And it sounds quite weird in English, yeah. <laughs> but it's just a direct like pronunciation yeah. of, uh, or romanization of how you would pronounce that yeah. word. Yeah. Um, so it sounds a bit funny in English, yeah. but it means prosperity. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's usually turned upside down because the word for upside down is very similar to arrive. So you put luck upside down for luck to arrive into your home. Mm -hmm. And there's like these other things you told me about. I didn't (laughs) even know about what gifts you can't give. Yeah, exactly. But but, uh, a funny thing about the the full one, uh, I asked my dad about this upside down. (laughs) And he was like, no, no, those people just don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know if if my dad is a overshittere, as we call it in Swedish, (laughs) or why why he says that. Because we never hang our folk upside down. Oh, okay. But you've seen it, right? I have seen it, yes. Uh, So it's uh, those things. And then sometimes people have uh, messages on the doors on red, uh, like, long papers with, with... with these um, like prosperous uh, messages, uh, like on the side of the door. So like when you go into the door, you will bring it with you. Yeah. And uh, to welcome those into the house. Yeah. Uh, But there are so many things that are, um, uh, so so Chinese people are very superstitious. Mm. Or not just Chinese, of course. It's like, I would say that, most of East and Southeast Asia is, I and have their own nuances, of course. Yeah, yeah. 
I think it like it also depends. Like my mom <laughs> is like doesn't give a shit, <laughs> and like so I think it depends on like where you're from, how your family is, yes. like the like what people around you think. So, yes. but it's there's a lot of like funny things that always has something to do with the way it sounds mm. or like a play on words or like yes. one thing or another that feels a bit different from like western superstition sometimes exactly so uh but before we move into that maybe we need to give a little bit of context on what you do on the first day of the lunar new year yeah uh because in my family uh, so like first you have the tulin fan where you like end the last year and you eat food with your family and then on the first uh, day of the year you still eat food with your family yeah. <laughs> you do the same stuff but you also um you give tea to your parents or the elders it doesn't have to be only your parents it can be like your grandparents it could be your aunts and uncles all of that basically people who are older than you that you would like to um i guess give some type of respect to yeah. Uh, or pay respects to. Um, so you give them tea, usually. And then you say these lucky messages uh, to them. And in return, uh, you get something that we in Cantonese call laisi. Mm. And in Mandarin, it's called... <laughs> Wait, what was this again? Was this this uh, is hongbao. Oh, hongbao. <laughs> yeah, it's hongbao. <laughs> but in Cantonese, it's called laisi. Yeah. Because it's come from it comes from the words lai uh, lai which means like it's lucky. Mm, yeah. So and it's literally like it translates hongbao translates to red package. Yes. Um, and it is money you receive yeah. in a small red envelope. Yes. And they they are cute. It has usually golden stuff on them. Yeah. Uh, because gold and red is the colors for prosperity and luck and all of that in in china at least um and so yeah so you give your elders tea and then you say these lucky messages and then you you get money in return yeah so <laughs> ching, ching. Is, yeah, definitely <laughs> and so if you're a kid and you maybe you grew up in a village or like you have a lot of people close to you you go and ask all of them for money basically yeah and i think this is a thing that is different between mainland china and hong kong mm. uh, as i've understood this um you don't do this so much anymore uh in china um that after like 1949 when um like the People's Republic of China was created and like uh, the communists took over. It was like um, they wanted to um, just separate the old and the kind of um, feudal society and the old traditions from a modern country. And therefore a lot of these traditions were like stopped because we're now living in a modern world and we should do things modernly. So I think for a long time these these activities were just not performed in china i don't know how it is today though um but i think probably it's a bit similar like that's it's still not done in the same way that it's done in hong kong uh, i yeah i think it's more about like proximity yeah because i i know that some people in like shenzhen and guangdong uh celebrate it kind of the same way yeah because uh, they are close to each other, even though there is a border yeah. <laughs> between them. They're still kind of the same people in a way, even though there are historical things that happen. 
Um, so I would say that, I, and I know that it has made a comeback. Yeah. Uh, during the later years. Um, so, but that is how we celebrate it. And then you eat food after you receive your money. Yeah. And I mean, a lot around any like celebration is what is lucky and what is unlucky. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have heard about this one thing where I think in Northern China, this would be where you're not supposed to use a knife on the first day of the new year. Mm-hmm. So therefore you want to make sure that you cook a bunch of food So you have enough to eat the next day as well without having to use a knife. And this was doable in northern China because it gets so cold. So you can cook a a bunch of food and just put it outside. And that would be like your natural refrigerator. Mm. Um, So that was like one of the traditions. Like you cook a lot of food leading up to New Year's. And then on the first day, you just chill and eat. You don't like do any work. Um, but that's got to do with the weather and it's probably not the same tradition in like southern China. Yeah, because I asked my parents about this and they, my dad was like, no, because how the hell are you supposed to work without a knife? <laughs> yeah. um, so I think it, uh, so it could be like both cultural, both because it, it's far between like, yeah. the northern and the southern part, but also because of like industrialism, yeah. for example. Yeah. Um, and if you think about Hong Kong, it has been a, a manufacturing uh, city for a very long time. Yeah. You can't just stop working for one day. Yeah. Even if a lot of people take time off work uh, for New Year's, there are still restaurants open yeah. and all of those stuff. Uh, so it's like you can't just stop using a knife so my dad has never done that for example he was like how does that always work? knife ready <laughs> he sounds like a dangerous man <laughs> no he's just a chef he's been a chef for many many years yeah, that so makes sense. yeah it would be very difficult for him to not use yeah. a knife yeah. um whenever you're listening to this um so because the new year is going to be on the first of february and that is the first day of the new year and in hong kong at least you are not supposed to wash your hair on the first day of the new year. And that is because you get a lot of luck for the new year. And if you wash your hair, it's going to remove all the luck. (laughs) And I just feel like even if you don't believe in this, just don't do it because... We can't really afford to have another shit year because <laughs> we've had it so for so long now. Uh, so it, it would be nice that if you if you haven't washed your hair already, just uh, don't do it on the first yeah. of February. I mean, this year. is something I've never heard about, so this is new to me. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe this is Southern China. I don't yeah. know, uh, but that is like a big deal. For yeah. Us. Uh, so wash your hair on the thirty first or thirtieth or whatever, yeah. but don't do it on the. On the first on the day first. of the new year, yeah. Yes, and then and that goes into like other superstitious uh, things that uh, the, the I guess the Asians do, and I have a little list here. We will see. I mean, one of them is like you're not supposed to give anybody a clock, like yes. a wall clock, yeah. or a pair of shoes as a gift. Mm-hmm. And I think the story behind that is pretty funny. Do you yeah. want to explain? Yeah, sure. Because you don't know this. I've, yeah. I asked about it afterwards, yeah. and then I heard about the reason, and I was yeah. like, lol, okay. <laughs> okay, let's see if we have the same reason. Okay, no? yeah. Okay, because, um, so, um, you can give a, um, what do you call this? A wristwatch. A wristwatch you can give, but you cannot give a clock that mm. is hung on the wall, because yeah. in Cantonese, those are called zhong, yeah. and to give someone a clock, 
it, it, it would be called song zhong, which is also the same as a funeral procession. Yeah, that's you the say same. It the same. Yeah, right? and that zhong is um, in Cantonese zhong dim, which is the end goal. Yeah. So yeah. it's like we're, we're we're bringing you to your end goal yeah. to death. So it's basically if you give somebody a, a clock for New Year's, you're like, I hope you die. Basically, <laughs> so yes. you don't, and you don't do this at weddings either. Like Never. you don't give like you any. Just, <laughs> don't ever give anyone <laughs> a clock. <laughs> yeah, because it's basically like, yeah, I hope you die. Yeah. <laughs> so don't do that. And then in Cantonese, we also have uh, you you don't give someone shoes. Yeah, ever. Uh, because and um, there isn't a, a good reason. It's just that it sounds ominous. Because uh, shoes in Cantonese is called high, mm. which also can mean when something is uneven, mm. just not smooth. Yeah. Um. So it, it it's just not not good for the yeah. future, basically. <laughs> so you don't you never give uh, clocks uh, and you never give shoes. Yeah, I heard with the shoes one. Uh, so Mandarin is here, mm-hmm. so here. Mm-hmm. and I mean my Mandarin isn't like perfect. I'm I'm like it's the best basic. We have it's the right best. I, it's it's okay. It's okay. I can have a conversation. But as I've understood, it's because here is like a synonym to like un not lucky, like unlucky. Mm-hmm. So it's the same kind of like oh, it's unlucky because this word sounds similar. But like if somebody can explain this better, please please uh, let us know on Instagram or send us a mail. You yeah. know. Um, but yeah, so that's like very word related. Yes. Because basically all of them are word related. Um, what else do we have? We also have, yeah, a, a lot of the superstitions are around numbers as well. So many of you have probably heard this, uh, that the number four is ominous in Chinese, both in, in Mandarin and in Cantonese. Yeah. Because it sounds a lot like uh, the word for death. Yeah, I know it's the same in Japanese, actually. Mm, okay. Um, so that's similar in other places in Asia as well. Yeah. So we have spread our superstitions. Um, and also we have some uh, three ones after each other. I haven't heard of that one, so you'll have okay. to explain. So basically, if there are three ones after each other, like one, 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 yeah. that looks like three um what do you call it uh rökelse. oh incense sticks yeah. it looks like three incense sticks oh my god and that is what you give to your ancestors or to the gods yeah or like when somebody dies yeah that's when you take three incense sticks. Yeah. so that's why you never have something with three ones yeah. after each other um but you also have some lucky numbers like yes. eight and nine yes i don't know why eight is lucky but mm-hmm. i know like it is in china and that yeah. some people like i've heard of people who like who can buy their license plates they're yeah. like i want only eights on it because yeah. it's so lucky but i don't yeah. know why it's because it rhymes with pa, which is in cantonese oh it sounds uh, similar to luck okay yeah uh, and fat is specifically money yeah as in like you yeah. will gonna get rich lot. you're gonna get rich <laughs> definitely and most of us will die trying yeah. but it, it will we you might get rich yeah. if you have a lot of eights and what about nine nine is uh it sounds like uh longevity Gao. Oh. so in mandarin that would be like Jiu. Jiu. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you know what character i mean i'm not sure as I okay. said, my my <laughs> Mandarin is a bit shaky. Okay, <laughs> uh, but uh, but basically, it sounds like uh, 
a long time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that is like, so you will live, live for a long time and you will have a lot of money yeah. while doing that. Yeah. Uh, so those are the numbers. Um, and oh. I mean, we have colors as well. Um, as so well. in Chinese culture, red is very like a good a good color it yes. brings like happiness it brings like fortune and it actually banishes away misfortune or yeah. uh, like not lucky things yeah so, so in traditional clothing when people are getting married you yeah, would wear red you would wear red yeah uh not like in the western world yeah where you're a whore if you wear red <laughs> <laughs> oh such harsh words <laughs> Um, <laughs> this is a very explicit podcast, <laughs> as you can hear. Yeah, um, but, yeah. but yeah, for example, like white or black are kind of linked together with um, sadness or yeah. with grief, and yeah. you would wear white or black at a funeral. So, yeah. for example, if you wear a white dress, traditionally yeah. it would be kind of like a no-no. You should wear yeah. red. Yes. But now, because Western culture is like mixing and merging into Asian cultures, more mm. and more people are doing it. Yeah. But the, tradi the traditional clothing at a wedding, for example, would be you wear a red dress. Yeah, but I'm not sure if the people around you wear red or if it's only the bride who wears red. I think it's only the bride. Yeah, what do the rest I have wear? no clue. Because We I, need to look into this. Yeah, because I think most of the uh, weddings that I've been to, it's been like, I mean, it was like 10 years ago, maybe. Yeah. So it wasn't that far back. Uh, and if they wore anything like traditional clothing, the rest of us either wore normal clothes, yeah. like westernized yeah. clothes. Um, just a bit fancier. Like yes, you dress okay. up a little bit. Yeah, you dress up a little bit, but you most people don't own these uh, traditional clothings. Yeah. Or I don't, at least. Yeah. That feels like a whole episode where we talk about weddings <laughs> and, like, those traditions. Yeah, sure. I had, like, a wild experience. I've only been to one wedding in China, and that was a wild experience. Okay. I was, like, I've never experienced anything like this. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. We, we can uh, get back into that. Yeah. Uh, but then what else do we have? Yeah, so, uh, let's see. I think that... The the other big thing is that with the lunar new year you mm. go into a new like zodiac year. Yes. But I feel like that's our next episode where we just <laughs> sit down and look at our zodiacs and just kind of laugh about how ridiculous some of them are. Yes, let's do that because uh, so it depends a bit on what year you're born and when during the year you're born. So if you're yeah. born in January or February, you have to double check what zodiac you are yeah because it changes due to the moon yeah uh, and uh, i would say that a lot of asians even if they laugh a bit about this they do take it quite seriously yeah <laughs> it'll be really exciting to read ours and what it says about us and yeah. what our lucky numbers are and everything like that there are so many traditions and fun things we do that we forgot to mention like tiger and dragon dances for example which can sound a little bit like this Sweden, it can be quite difficult to see tiger dances. And another thing, it can be easy to disregard superstitions as a thing of the past in the West, but we have some examples of Swedish ones which are still very much alive for some people. Like don't ever put your keys on the table, don't open an umbrella inside, and don't walk under a ladder. Please tell us some of your favorite superstitions you have in your family or culture, and how do you celebrate your favorite holiday? And check out our Instagram to see my family's Lysi.
or red envelope collection. Thank you again for listening to the Asian Fit. We are Suking and Emily. If you have any questions or if you'd like to share anything, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram at the Asian Podcast or by email through the Asian at gmail.com. Until next time, bye!